All right, we are live. How you doing? I'm great. Well, as good as can be expected. Yeah, how's everything going down there? It's good, man. I'm uh, yeah, I'm in this house, this relatively new house, been here about nine months, so getting settled in still, and things are good. You know, I work for my company's doing fine, so my job security's good, which I know is you know I'm fortunate. A lot of people aren't in that same boat. Um, kids are healthy. Everyone's happy. That's the most important thing. Are you working from home? I am at home. I've been at home for about two months now. At first, I was in the garage. I, I built this, uh, it's kind of like a mobile bar. I, I put all these deer caps down on the top of it and covered it in epoxy, and it's on wheels. So I had like these, I had two double monitors out there. I was, uh, and it got hot, basically, is what happened. <laughs> so I had to yeah. <laughs> So I, I made I've, I've discovered some new hobbies like a lot of people since this whole thing started. So I built a a desk and I, I'm up in my desk in my room now. So I spend you know all night in my room sleeping and then I'm in my room for like nine hours the next day. It's kind of kind of weird to spend you know 18 hours in the same room. So you're working in your bedroom basically is where you're working from now. I, yeah, because I have to you know, to use the word quarantine, I have to quarantine myself for my children so they don't bother me while I work. And the only place they don't really go is my bedroom. So I just kind of stay in here. Oh, man. So you're, are you going kind of uh, cabin, some cabin fever, as they say? A little bit. I, I'm, I'm finding ways to entertain myself. So I've been getting, I, I play disc golf pretty much every single morning. I've been doing that for about a, a month now. Um, so I go out, there's a course about 10 minutes away from my house. I play from like 6.15 to by you know seven the kids so that's been a nice little mental break for me but yeah other than that just hanging out drinking beer after work that's about it yeah are you so how's the that's probably the best time to do disc golf because it's before it gets hot has it been hot it has been hot it's been raining here like in stuff it's been raining for like two straight weeks but um it oh, wow. usually isn't raining first thing in the morning the course is soaked but i'm not getting actively rained on um but yeah, man, that's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice kind of head clearing way to start the day. Yeah, is it a, is the course in the woods or is it a golf course or what? It's a great question. So disc golf courses are, especially in this part of the country. I, I'm in, uh, well, I live in South Carolina, but my house is the first house across the border. So literally, I could throw a a disc across the street and hit North Carolina. So basically I live in Charlotte and in Charlotte, which is some people call it disc golf capital of the world. There's more courses here than just about anywhere per capita. Um, most wow. of the courses are in public parks in the woods. So you'll have a few holes that are kind of open and, and some of the courses are in the woods, but the fairways are really open. But I mean, usually you're throwing around very narrow fairways. It's kind of old, old trees everywhere. Um, so it's a beautiful, like, you know, it's, it's really a nice nature walk, but it does make it more challenging than other parts of the country. Like if you go to Texas, for example, you know, you're just throwing in wide open fields for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I've done some disc golf and it's mostly in the woods where I do it. But um, yeah. How how did Charlotte become the disc golf capital of the world? Great question. There's a lot of, um, like on the pro tour, which I loosely follow, there's a lot of like professionals that are from this part of the country. So a lot of them have given back to the community and, you know, either helped design a course or, you know, they just kind of have grown the sport being, um, you know, just ambassadors of the, of the sport. And then um, Innova Disc Golf, that's the kind of number one, probably, you know, just the most mainstream popular disc golf brand 
they're that's my, they're my favorite disc too. But they um, they have a headquarters in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is about 20 minutes from my house, and there are big warehouses there. Um, as is the the course where they play the U.S. Um, disc golf championship every single year. It's kind of like the Masters of the disc golf world. So I think it's just. Wow. It's kind of just a hotbed for disc golf, and you know, as you know, like if, if something's popular in an area, it kind of just takes off and, and stays taken off. So that's that's the best I can describe it. That's cool. Have you ever gone to see the uh, the pros do it live? No, I would like to. Um, I actually was planning on going um, to the the USDGC if I had my acronym right. Um, I was planning on going this year in Rock Hill, but you know, with, with COVID-19, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Do do they cancel it already? They haven't canceled it, but I imagine it will be no fans. I mean, the nice thing about disc golf is kind of like, um, uh, ball golf as, as people call it, or traditional golf. Um, you can, you can do it by yourself, you know? So it's not really, it's not, you know, quote unquote dangerous to have people out in the course disc golfing, um, just like regular golf, but, uh, the fan thing, I think they'll probably cancel. Plus, I got my two young kids. It's kind of hard for me to sell my wife on going to watch some guys throw discs in the woods. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> doing it myself. You probably, she probably doesn't want to bring the whole family to do that, I would guess. Well, they just wouldn't, spend, you know, they're just too young to, to sit still for too long. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, how's the, is the family doing good? They're good, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, my kids... He was in uh, – he goes to kindergarten next year, so we had him in, like, a pre-K thing. And, I mean, you know, it just saves their, their happy not to be in school. So he you know, he doesn't mind being at home and, and with me at home working, you know, more time with his dad. So he's thrilled about that. And then my daughter is really – she's just now starting to talk and stuff. So it's been really fun just being around them more. And that's the silver lining of this whole thing. How is it different with the, the second kid versus the first kid? Oh, it's a lot different. Yeah, the first kid, I was uh, like a helicopter parent until he got old enough. You know, I just thought he was basically going to – I used to tell my wife he could die at any moment, right? Like, he could fall down the stairs. He could choke on something. So, I was always very mm-hmm. much observant. And with her, it's like she just runs around, crashes into things. She's way tougher than he was. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different. I learned a lot of – I mean, you know, you learn – it's your second time doing anything, right? So, you're going to be better at it. Um, but, no, it's – it's just less time for both of them, which is kind of the sad thing, but it also makes them more independent. So there's, there's pros and cons. Do they get along, like play with each other? Oh, they're best friends. Yeah. They play all day, every day. Oh, that's great. Cool. It is nice. It's that's really fine. nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, so what do you, do you guys do like, do you, do you embrace to like wiffle ball or something? Yeah. I mean, I've certainly tried. He's a, he's kind of a tough, cookie to crack he's he's really tall like i was at that age which means he's uncoordinated you're just going to be uncoordinated and you're that tall that fast um and he's a good head taller than every other kid his age so wow he, um, and he gets very frustrated if he's not good at something because he's he's really smart so he's good with like he's great vocabulary like you know he's pretty good at just you know the basic little kid math and sight words and stuff so he'll do that to an extent, but like he, so he won't ride a bike. No, nothing I can do. We end up getting in a fight every single time we try to work on riding the bike. He'll play t-ball, but he gets bored quickly. Um, I, you know, I wasn't super into sports until I was in about fifth grade, just because I wasn't good at them. Because I was, I, I just wasn't. I was too uncoordinated, and 
Um, I've read a lot of books as a kid. So I think he's going to be more in that vein and sports will have to kind of come later. What I'm trying not to do is push it too hard because if you do that, they just shut down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you never really want to do what your parents want you to do. You always just want to rebel against it. So you're right. That's right. You don't Even want to push five years old. That's right. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really delicate balance, but I also don't want to be, I want him to get exposed to it because, you know, I love sports. You love sports, but yeah. Um, Maybe basketball. Yeah, we're, we're, well, basketball hmm? eventually, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just so hard to dribble and stuff. Um, oh, for what about course. you? We're, we're, you're in LA still right now? Yeah, man. I like I'm to in. Flip, hmm? I like to flip it on the host on a podcast. Yeah, so flip it. I'm ask you a couple questions. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm in LA. I'm in uh, Northridge, San Fernando Valley right now. Is, but, um, is that, yeah, everything. Is that like. Is that north, like where, if you're just taking L.A. City Center, what direction is that? I am north of Beverly Hills in Malibu. So I'm Got north yep. of, yep, northwest of Hollywood. Sure. So yep. it's, um, it, I'm about 20 miles from Hollywood and uh, like 15 miles from Burbank and North Hollywood, Studio City, all those bunch of studios yep. over there. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, man, it's it's fun. It's, I mean, it's been locked down for the last two and a half months, so it's been weird. What have you been doing? Work wise, I've I've been man, I've been going for a lot of walks. Oh wait, you say for, for money for work wise? Sure, I mean, but per, personal and work. Cause I know you can't yeah, work dude. right now because everything's shut down with the I mean with the LA part of it at least the Hollywood part. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for personal, I've just been going for a bunch of walks listening to tons of podcasts watching a bunch of movies uh just all that like i've been reading some uh doing a lot of podcasting just like just uh, doing a ton of word searches i had this giant book of word searches <laughs> so just kind of just doing random stuff to keep busy you know but um and then as for yeah for money I man, I haven't done any background acting for two and a half months, but yeah, I haven't. I guess I haven't earned any money for. <laughs> Luckily, my overhead is very low, so that keeps me. But um, yeah. But well, yeah, yeah. Like, how how is that possible? Roommates? Like, what's going on? Oh yeah, I got I got like five roommates, so we're in a pretty big house over here, but uh, all in our separate rooms, so. It's it's pretty good. It's um, and then yeah, I, I got my I got my twelve hundred once, you know, got my my one stimulus, and then uh oh yeah, but yeah, just thankfully had some money saved up, so and then hopefully we'll just get back to work soon, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I mean, obviously if things are safe. Yeah, speak fit stimulus check. I mean, having two kids made that thing. uh it was great in a wife, obviously, you know, we, we uh, made out like bandits, which, you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts about because I, I just wish the government was able to segment it to like the people that I, I got to be honest, I didn't need it, need it. Obviously the money was incredibly helpful and I'm very grateful, but there's people out there that literally are unemployed and, and honestly, someone in your situation. So I just think, I just think they could have done it better. Um, well, hey, I, I got to put the kids to bed soon, but I, I got to give you a, uh, a sports take. I, I have one of yeah, my own, dude. but what, what, is, what are the topics of the day right now? For sports, I was going to ask you, why, do you think 
what do you think about like the NBA season, or like do you think they'll, that'll happen? Are you a big NBA guy? Oh, a huge NBA guy. I'm also a big podcast guy, so I, I'm I'm up to speed on all the current theories, all that good stuff. You know, I think. Look, I love the idea of doing it at Walt Disney World. I think that's fantastic. They have to come up with a way to make it work, like the Damian Lillard situation where he says he won't play if his team doesn't have a chance to make the playoffs. Like, of course not. Like, not only about the coronavirus, you're going to get hurt maybe, and then for not, literally nothing, except so the NBA can make some money. Um, but I don't know. I think I think that would be cool. I, do I, I don't love the group stage thing, the World Cup thing. I don't love that idea. I kind of want them just to do an abbreviated eight-game finish to the regular season um, or the play-in. I don't mind the play-in tournament for the, you know, seven and eight seeds. I think that's kind of cool. But I don't want that to happen is my boy LeBron get, um, you know, fought really hard to have the NBA's best record. I don't, I don't, he should be rewarded for that. And I don't want him to be in a situation where all of a sudden he's playing the, you know, the Bucks in round you know, two or something. He should meet them in the finals. So that's where I stand on it. So what did what did Lillard say exactly? He said that if if unless the Trailblazers had a chance to make the playoffs, he would not. He said I would go support my team, be there with them, but I would be sitting on the bench because he doesn't want to get hurt and he doesn't want you know to risk getting the coronavirus or rubbing shoulders with a bunch of people in an NBA game. So um, his big thing is don't ask me to come back if you're not giving me a realistic chance because if the season hadn't paused my team theoretically could have made a run at the eighth seed. And the Blazers are a few games out of it right now? Yeah, they're they're out of it right now. I think they're okay. I think they're like they're a few like multiple games back of the sixth seed or eighth seed. Yeah. I think they should just go straight in the playoffs. I think they shouldn't they shouldn't do any regular season, I think. But just take the team yeah. does it. I mean I don't I don't mind that at all. The problem is yeah, I'd just like go straight to the warm up game. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you need a few, few warm-up games. So here's here's what I think is going to happen. Prediction. I think mm-hmm. LeBron pulls a groin or a hammy or something. He's old, man. Like, unless he's been working out, which I – he usually is pretty good about, like, posting videos and stuff. I haven't seen a ton of him working out. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy obviously stays in phenomenal shape, but you cannot replicate being in playoff game speed shape after this long of a layoff. So that, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. What's your prediction for the championship? Who do you think is going to win it all? Oh, I think the Lakers because they got the oh, young gun. I think the yeah. I think the long layoff benefits Giannis so much because he's so athletic and so um, he's just Superman. LeBron is too, but LeBron plays himself into that because he's 38 years old or whatever he is. So yeah. that's why. The thing- the thing I didn't get, did you hear the NBA players who were saying, they don't let you go. Did, did you hear the, no, the NBA yeah. guys who were saying that they didn't have basketball hoops to shoot on in their houses? Oh, did you hear saying, guys? find a hoop. Yeah, exactly. That's, I could have found a hoop. Think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing to say. Well, I, so Giannis is one of those guys. I, I watched this video one time where he had, um, it was like in his house, right? And mm-hmm. it was like apartment in Milwaukee, but there was there was no hoop. He was just like hanging out in there. So I just I just thought that was crazy. So they have like luxury apartments that don't have basketball hoops apparently. Uh right. Right. And yeah. what you yeah. put one inside that's not gonna happen. Um yeah. I just thought that all NBA players would have access to a private basketball hoop somewhere. That's what I thought. Well, but, or that their teams would, would let them do it, you know what I mean? Like, they would come up with a way to, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You would think. A location for them or something. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, thank you. Let's do this again. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm going to leave you with a little tease as, as you go out. All right. Next time we're on, I'm going to break down for you why Stephen Curry is the third most valuable warrior of the Warriors dynasty. Third most? You mean on his on his On his team. own team. Yeah. Oh, my god. third most important warrior. I'll break it down for oh my. you. Dude, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. That's the tease. Yeah. Right. That's a good tease. All right. All right, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dude, that was fun. All right, Brett. Have a good night. You too, man. See ya. Yep. Yep. Take care. See ya. Thank you so much. Share and subscribe. Share, share, share. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.